Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! Operation Cinderella, what's that? You said we can't go past 12. No, this can't go past 12. Yeah, and then I called it Operation Cinderella, because we can't go past 12. Oh my fucking god. You did it! You, I thought you were talking about, because you said Operation Paperclip, and then you said Operation Cinderella, and I was like, what's Operation Cinderella? What government conspiracy is that? <laughs> Didn't realize you were actually going to reference a Disney movie. Well, you said we can't go past 12 on like the little audio the, on the meter, like, yeah. on the level. So it's called the operations. Wow. Keep up. I can't, dude. I fucking can't. You I was about to be like, blow my mind today, bitch. I blow did just, it. I did just you blow did, your but mind. in an insulting way to myself. Um, also, hey, what's up? My name's Noel, and I'm currently drinking LaCroix. Not because I want to, but it's the only thing around. Hi, my name's Chelsea. I am a watered-down hairspray that people drink to make themselves feel better. It's so true. It's so bad. It's so bad. It also, we are dying. It's 82 degrees out of nowhere. Um, It's unfortunately hot. Um, Also, do you want to know something fun? Mm Mm-hmm. So... I'm just going to leave this open. Don't knock it over I'm going to. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know... I don't, well, okay, how should I start this? So mm-hmm. Trevor received a free chair that was like brand new and perfect condition from this super old dude who lives across the street from him, mm-hmm. like literally across the street. So old, so new, this chair, not the, not the man, he's old. The chair's new, like it clearly was in like one of those staged, Jesus Christ, <laughs> one of those staged living rooms that no one's allowed to sit in. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous too. It's like right. very retro and it's this burnt yellow. It's amazing. I'm so jealous. And on Sunday, we were um, eating breakfast and drinking coffee outside. We were watching this same old man outside in his front yard for like, he's probably been up since fucking five in the morning, yeah. trimming his grass like it's his pride yeah, and joy. with the sun. Yeah, exactly. Like the greatest generation was taught to. And then he died that day. Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> At dusk? <laughs> yeah. Went down with the sun? Yeah, he literally went down with the sun. And I was like, huh isn't that strange and then um apparently the other neighbor across the street from him also died and so like the neighborhood was like full of hearses today and like car parades that's crazy sad isn't that is it dying of old age i guess that's fine Mm -hmm. but still sad i know we saw him on his last day on his last moments on earth and it was cutting his grass he was cutting his grass you know god you know my mom died in the middle of laundry Ugh so unfortunate it makes you think like what will i be you'll probably be pooping probably you were, because of the earthquake yeah it's i'll true. probably i'd it would be silly to be like oh i, I hope i'm on a paddleboard and i get it by lightning it's really cool i'll probably be asleep yeah I do sleep. honestly that would be the coolest way to die i mean i'll for sure die on the toilet like fucking elvis dude i'll go out like the king what would be your dream uh like you die and there's a light what would be your dream at the end of the light? Oh, I thought you meant like my dream way to die. Yeah, your dream like, way to die. My dream way to die. But what would you want to see? Also, uh, what would you want to see after? Um, I, um, who would I like? I would like to see Freddie Mercury. Okay. Ah, 
I would like okay, to see. I was listening to Queen on the way over here. Yeah. Hashtag synchronicities. I'm going to point them out every time they happen. You should. I will. I would love Freddie Mercury to be like the thing that I see like and just guide me into accepting death. Speaking of accepting death, also tell me what would you like yours to be? Oh, how I want to die or what I want to see when I die. Let's do both. Also, how I would like to die. I would like to die. Um, I would like to die in like a very stupid, funny way that would make people laugh when they talk like about in the it. Toilet during an earthquake. Yeah, exactly. So then, like, no one's sad. Really, they're just kind of like, Ki-hi-hi. yeah. I want to go how I lived. Um, so, like, I want to be reading uh, a comic book, and then uh, someone I hear like a creak behind me, and I'm like, what, the, what was that? And then I like look, but there's nothing there. I'm like, whatever. And I go back to my comic book and I hear like another creak. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then um, I have a fart attack and I die. <laughs> fart attack. <laughs> That's it. Really turned oh. weird. Um, I mean, you know, that would be nice. Have you, maybe you should watch some of those like help you fart yoga videos. Maybe. I think almost what's happening is that uh, I get like those shitty migraines and they have the weirdest side effects like trigger sometimes Mm. like usually it's like the trigger is my vision well it's not a trigger but like what makes me know that i'm having a migraine is my vision will go out Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh i'm having a migraine and then i take my medicine for it but every now and then it throws me a ringer and yesterday i came home and as soon as i pulled up i was like oh my stomach hurts and i looked like i was six months pregnant damn and i was like oh god and i was just like laying down on my bed writhing and complaining (sighs) um and then that just that until now Wow. Oh. Beautiful. I'm so oh, it's release, the gas. <laughs> um, release the gas. You seriously though, like I think it was like a trigger of the migraine where I was just brewing a fart baby. Damn. And oh man, triplets. Dang. And I'm still like, look at this. Still look pushing at, it out. Wow. Don't I look a little pregnant right wow, now? Wow, it's beautiful. And I, I think it's, I uh, it's the circle of life. Yeah, I think it's just like the side effect of the migraine because gastrointestinal mm. distress. You need to have Oliver do uh, what they do to babies where they do like the pedal feet and then they push. My roommate offered to burp my butt. Um, That's what that is. <laughs> you, go, you go pedal feet, pedal feet, and then they squeeze your knees together on your stomach and you just oh. fucking release. Um, so uh, last year, I, I was like super constipated and I hadn't pooped in like three days. Jesus. And my roommate had gone to a, like an arts fair and she had brought home quartz and then she was joking how she and her boyfriend like charged it in the sun and stuff. And she's like, now this is so powerful. And I'm like, is it powerful enough to make me poop? And she poked me in the butt with it. And she was like, it'll come out now. And the next day, fucking Niagara Falls out of my butthole. Oh, my God. She cured me with the quartz. Wow. So I was like, stab me with it. And she's like, that's not real. So I had burritos instead. Go oh, God. That, it's just gonna be layers now. It's yeah. gonna be la- it's gas burritos. I know. Wine. Can I tell you? Like I tried to Google why I have so much gastrointestinal issues, and it, like the first thing that came up, it was like because you're a Virgo, which technically Stop. I am a Virgo. Stop, motherfucker! I was looking for like genetics and science. I cannot with that. I refuse but man, to accept that. I'll be damned if that poke in the butt with a piece of quartz did not put the quartz in your asshole, and then you know you'll get things popping. I need to order six thousand dollar quartz butt plug off of goop from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. You just need to enema. You just need to enema it up. I don't know if I want an enema. That's fine. Sometimes I've enema just to feel skinny. I've heard of coffee. Where do you get them? You just do them yourself? Yeah, you just go to Walgreens. 
Yeah. Butt enema, not like, yeah, like a but, douche. Yeah, uh, butt enema. A du- an asshole douche. Yes. Uh-oh. Here we go. But um, yes. You just go to Walgreens. I've heard of like coffee douches. You don't, don't do a coffee enema. You got to just do a regular enema and drink coffee. That's what you should do. You should get like a triple shot latte and then let it chill for an hour and maybe two. If that doesn't get things going, go get a fucking enema from Walgreens and you'll feel like a skinny legend. So you just like put like, what is it like a saline solution? Essentially. Put it in like uh yeah, like a funnel. It's like, like, a, like it, a beer bong for your butt? Kind of, but also not at all. How does it go in if it's already so packed up? It's got nowhere to go. You got to... It's the solution and the force of you squeezing the bottle. Also, you kind of like relax on your side. It'll, you know, never do relax. it. It's a journey. You know One time um, I was told to do a neti pot and they're like, it'll clear out your sinuses. And I'm like, no, my, my sinuses are as clogged as my butthole. Mm -hmm. And no fluid came out of my nose when I did the neti pot, Mm -hmm. but I could hear the fluid in my ears. Jesus. It just went. I'm going to tell you something about assholes. They don't work like that. I think they do. No, Um, I promise it'll be like a button. But before we continue on about shit, um, I wanted to make a genuine, sincere recommendation to you. Um, So we started watching of enemas. Um, I mean, a heart enema, essentially, for your emotions. Yes. Um, It's an enema for your feelings. So um, we started watching an animated series on Netflix that's new called The Midnight Gospel. Mm -hmm. And um, Duncan Trestle, he's a comedian. Um, He's the host, but he doesn't like play the host. Like he's just essentially the voice actor to the animation. Mm -hmm. But it's um, his podcast put to like acid trippy animation that kind of has nothing to do with the episodes for the most part. And it's super strange and weird and awesome. And um, like Damien Eccles from the West Memphis three. It's on the third episode and he talks about magic. Yeah. Um, And the last episode is one from like, I think it was 2013, a 2013 interview he did with his mom three weeks before she died and um i haven't watched it yet but i read about it um i'm not sure if she knew that she was dying Mm -hmm. but they have like this very candid and emotional conversation about life and death and love and feelings and every single person who's watched it is like bro it like fucked me up so i know um, can i handle that yeah because he has this kind of like epiphany with his mom mm-hmm. about um coping with death and it kind of is like this beautiful like you know it, and this version of animation i think goes more with the story whereas some of them are crazy mm-hmm. um and uh yeah like how she's not she's always still with him and all this stuff and it's it's very sweet and wholesome so i recommended you and rachel to watch it my two orphan friends yeah i'm a half orphan Mm because my father's alive Mm -hmm. half Uh, orphan she's full orphan so um but Um, yeah i was like also it's just like awesome the first episode is with dr drew um and it's really fun um second episode is with this this i think she's an author and it's her and i think her partner and they kind of talk about like metaphysical life and death it's kind of like hippy dippy for me the second episode it's still really cool but it's kind of hippy dippy and Um, it's called midnight gospel the midnight gospel yeah or midnight gospel it's on netflix it's interesting that you bring that up considering we're talking about religion today yeah you started it by the way because i was ready to go in a 
di- semi different direction. Well, so like it's been a weird f- it's been a weird time for me lately. I watched the new Waco series on Netflix also, mm-hmm. which I mean, I fell down the Waco Ruby Ridge, the tower, um and then the the bombings um whole few years ago Mm -hmm. like i think it started with the tower which is about the texas university shooting Mm -hmm. um and it's half animated half real and it's fucking incredible it's not on netflix anymore but like rent it off amazon prime it's amazing after i watched that it recommended ruby ridge a ruby ridge documentary after i watched that it recommended a waco documentary a different one like an actual documentary not like a tv series Mm -hmm. then after that it um recommended me an oklahoma city bombings um documentary so i fell down that hole and uh, people who've listened to the podcast for a while remember that probably like a few years ago because i was just like about it um but and like i have um more sympathetic feelings to what happened at ruby ridge than i do um waco because ruby ridge was a straight-up atrocity by the atf and the fbi killing innocent people um like the family yeah um where waco is you know David Koresh is a cult leader. And what I didn't like about the TV series, the TV series is fantastic, don't get me wrong. What I did not like, it has Rory Culkin in it, amazing, um, was there was a clear bias on this TV series um, that they were kind of making David Koresh out to be like a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. I got that vibe from the first episode that like, they're kind of pro david koresh it's fucking dangerous when they do that too mm-hmm. by the way because um the documentary that i watched and then what we're going to eventually talk about tonight was gloria vale and it did a very similar thing it painted this place in such a good light mm-hmm. that i was like one foot out the door yeah to new zealand because Damn. and um the thing is is like i do think that waco was a carried out like a massacre perpetuated by the United States government. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's dangerous to put people um, on pedestals when they're there's those leaders because they essentially martyr them. Yeah. He was alive and the government still caused that massacre. I would say he should probably be charged with like their murders in conjunction with the government. Yeah. I remember my mom watching that on TV because it happened what 95 Mm -hmm. and my mom saying, Janet Reno's a fucking bitch. And that stuck with me forever. So every time I see Janet Reno, I just hear my mom's voice. Damn. Janet Reno's a fucking bitch. I mean, yeah, it's it's so wild. And I don't know. I just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I very much so enjoyed the series. But I was like, we can't do this. Like, we can't make David Koresh seem like a good person and they almost that was some of the criticism that the um ted bundy with zach efron oh yeah i didn't get the vibe i didn't get the vibe that he was they were like making him out to be better than he was Mm -hmm. but i could so i don't know but i haven't watched the waco one yet so i need to see really great i love it i recommend everyone watch it but also kind of like be i don't be aware like read about waco yourself um i'm not trying to like i'm not pro david crush i'm not and well i'm like anti david crush but i'm not like waco waco was a tragedy on both parts on one part it's a tragedy because um the atf and the fbi fumbled again and innocent people and children were lost in that 
And it's also a tragedy because the whole reason why we were there in the first place is that we let a cult just fucking flourish right. under bullshit Texas law. Right. So. It's also interesting, like, what is allowed to flourish and which religion it's tied to because the Branch Davidians mm-hmm. were seen more culty. Mm-hmm. But if it's like more of a christian sect i feel like they're almost allowed to thrive more yeah so tell me tell me about the documentary you watched or i guess i guess we'll start from the beginning yeah so starting from the beginning i watched a documentary and um it's about a place called gloria vale and gloria vale is like a small isolated christian community in new zealand Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i never thought as new of new zealand having a christian compound but i guess it could be anywhere i don't what is the do you know the dominant religion in new zealand i don't um but i know that new zealand isn't heavily populated so maybe that could also be why they get away with having a compound there yeah so isolation uh, on purpose uh, is typically how you you know get away with it yeah and it it didn't seem like too bad um oh it's christianity is their main thing that's what i assumed since they're english speaking Mm. settlement of uh, britain anyway so it's just basically like oh this um there's this compound in new zealand and we're gonna take this documentary we're gonna look into the life of it and i was like oh cool that's right up my alley so um just a really quick rundown of specifically what gloriaville is is it's this religious sect. Um, it has a small population of 500. And religiously, they would fall somewhere um, in terms of like day-to-day practices between the FLDS and the Amish. Um, okay, so let's break that down really quick. Yeah, so... Are they anti-technology? No. They do use technology, but only for their business. So What's they, their business? They... Um, mostly like uh agriculture so they have like a ton of cows there so they'll use and they'll also use like science to artificially inseminate some of their cows but they don't believe in birth control for humans okay but they like use um their computers to like run a website they have um programs that help them track like cow lineage so that they can fortify like the best lines of like studs or whatever um they even have like airplanes and everything so the whole community is just self-sustaining. But they're not like on social media. No, they're, they're not, not allowed any outside. They're not watching stuff. TV. Right. So their internet is super limited. They have like lights and everything. Who's controlling that to make sure that doesn't happen? Um, it's very much a self-reporting type thing. So they all live together in like houses and each family is in its like own like basically like a dorm room like you go in and there's one big bed for mom and dad and then there's bunk beds for the children Mm -hmm. and then they're never alone so um like if you're getting on the internet and you're doing something naughty like your companion will be right next Mm. to you it's almost like how the missionaries operate yeah since you always have someone watching so you don't masturbate yeah yeah and then amish uh wise just very um the reason why I say Amish is because they're like very friendly and very warm and very open. So they throw concerts for the local community and everything's free. They'll feed like hundreds of people for free. And then they sew these like fun costumes and they put on little concerts and stuff. Cute. Um, and then FLDS just because of um, kind of like the more isolation and then like 
aside, like arranged marriage type things. Is it arranged marriage in well, a? We'll, yeah, we'll go into the marriage because, like, sure. yeah, I would love to compare how that runs with FLDS because FLDS is arranged marriages in a hierarchy type of way, um, similarly to the Branch Davidians in the end, where all of them became, um, you know, Koresh's wife. Right. They so, could be married to whoever, but they, you know. So it was very different in that sense. Um, so Amanda Evans is the name of the lady who did the documentary, and it's just called Gloriaville. Um, and it's free on Amazon Prime right now. And when I looked her up, she's a self-proclaimed feminist. So I was excited to see her documentary about this religion. So there's only three episodes to this documentary. And each episode's like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but episode one, um, they go into what an actual marriage would look like. So the people who live here, um, it's 500 residents, but they can kind of be related just considering it's all like third, fourth generation families. So, Oh, um, yikes. I know it follows. What's up? It follows a guy and their names are fucking wild. It follows a guy named Paul Valor. Fun. That's the most regular one out of any of them. Um, but he decides at age 21 that he wants to get married. And sometimes boys can get married as early as like 17. Mm -hmm. Um, but so he's like, yeah, I want to get married. So since they're not allowed to talk to girls not in their family, really, like they can be polite and say hello and assist, but no conversations, no one-on-ones. They're not even allowed to touch. So oh, when they do good. like these dances for the community, it's only husbands and wives out there because they're the only ones allowed to touch each other. So he decides that he wants to get married. So he goes to this like grand council that's all men. This is a very patriarchal society. I was going to say, who created this religion? Um, a man named Neville Cooper and we will fucking talk about Neville Cooper. Okay. Uh, so he decides that he wants to get married and so he goes to this meeting and he says I um, have prayed about it and I want to get married. So this like group of men are like okay well we will let you know of a list and then you come back and if God wills it the one, one of the women on the list will be your wife. So what they do is they kind of go back through the records and they see like basically who they're least related to or not related to at all. And they give him a list of like five girls. Mm -hmm. And these are all girls that they don't know. They've maybe seen, but don't know. And then they have to just pick one from the list. Mm. So he picks a girl named Pearl Hope. Fun. And uh, he goes and asks her dad, can I have permission to marry your daughter? And he says, yes. And he's like, can I have permission to ask your wife if I can marry your daughter? He says, yes. And then the way that he proposes is he goes into a room with Pearl's mom and dad and Pearl and he proposes and then she has like a day to think about it and obviously she says yes. So that's oh, the proposal. Good. It seems pretty standard. Um, it's a little weird. Pretty standard arranged marriage type stuff. Yeah, it seems a little weird but like the list thing, I, d I wasn't like too off put by that. It seems like at least like... They're trying to sort out, you know, as much of uh, genetic issues as they can. Right. And so I was like, okay. So far, not that weirded out. Um, the whole asking the dad thing, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, not something that I personally care about. I don't feel yeah. like you had to have to ask my father. But so then, the then he's allowed. He has permission to court her, which just means now they're allowed to hang out. Um, they still aren't allowed to touch or do anything, but they mm -hmm. have to be chaperoned at all times. Oh, good. So that's exciting. It this wedding was fucking wild. First of all, they all wear the exact same clothes here. The men wear a like baby blue shirt and like dark blue pants. Oh, and, like, blue black on blue. Shoes. 
like a baby blue with like navy blue. Yeah. Get out of here. And then the women wear like navy blue prairie dresses. Tacky. Like where they have the big collars and then like the lace that goes down low. Tacky. But when they get married, they're allowed to wear a baby blue dress or a pink dress. Wow. But the husband gets to pick. Oh. So Paul picks pink. They say that most of them pick pink because they just assume that girls like pink. I looked up why they don't choose white, and they're like, oh, we know everyone's pure, so we don't have to flaunt it. I mean, sure, that's a fair point. That's a slam like, dunk on this weird tradition okay. that we can fall into in the first place. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay. Um, and the girls wear, like, Nike Monarchs, like the quintessential dad shoe, like the big white chunky barbecue shoe is what the girls wear. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. And it was so wild because it shows them making the wedding dress. Like, the wedding dresses are done in, like, runs. So they make their clothes there and what they'll do is they're like we're making 50 dresses today we're gonna make three size twos like five size fives 20 size 18s and that's what they do and then in that run they'll throw in a pink fabric and then that will just get cut in that run and they are not cute uh they are definitely little house on the prairie dresses but i kind of low-key like little house on the prairie dresses okay so you can go there and you can have your choice of Pink I don't or light blue. I don't like either of those colors. I personally, mm. I don't like either of those colors. Yeah. Well, get fucked because that's. Uh, sorry, I'm exploding. You're a mess. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, still no real red flags flying. I mean, uh, arranged marriage is a red flag for it's me. It's baby arranged because the girl has like a 24 hour period where she could say yes or yeah, no. Yeah, but what would happen if she said no? She'd get beat by her, her family's disowned, she just, dishonored. Well, it's like a super communist type society. Like they don't own anything. So if she says no, she just goes back to work and then he gets to pick a different girl from the list. But I bet there's probably some repercussions to her probably, saying no. Probably because technically it's like God told me to ask you. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm great. I'm, you know, not, I'm not loving this. Yeah. I'm not loving this. But it's so far, it's like maybe like a yellow flag, not like a red flag. There's, so it far. could, a red flag for me would be an arranged marriage where the age difference is like 30 to 40 years plus. Right. Um, so Pearl's also 21. So, okay. Um, they are the same age. And, um, so they don't get to have like, bachelor parties or bachelorette parties i'm not surprised but what they what the like young men of the community do is they try to like throw parties for them and it's like a combined bachelor bachelorette party but let me tell you how do you party when you're not allowed to speak to people of the other gender they made so it's uh it's like all basically boys and then the girls but they uh it's all chaperoned by the parents but what these guys do and this is what really sold me mm. is they make this like crazy paddle boat thing and they just weld it because all these guys know how to fucking weld they teach like aeronautic engineering at the elementary school it's definitely not like you go to school until like second grade and then you're out like, yeah so these like young children are in their fucking welding and making these elaborate like paddle boats and they're like, what we want to do for Paul and Pearl is we're going to give them this paddle boat is like a wedding gift. And then when they paddle down the river out into like the main water, we're going to attack them with these pirate ships we made. And it was like Huck Finn style, like two level things where they had like fire hoses. They were pumping water out and spraying them. And they're like, and they have to get away from the pirates. And I was like, that sounds so fucking fun. Oh, my God. Oh, my Fun God. enough to be okay with arranged yeah, marriage? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. If some guy was like, you want to fight pirates with me today, but you got to be my wife and give me 20 babies, I'd be like, sign me up. It looks so 
fucking fun. Also, they swim in their regular clothes. Um, I thought that, that might actually be the biggest deal breaker that's for me how so you far. Drown. You swimming in a prairie dress? Yeah, and the guys just swim in their like trousers and shirts. But it looks so fucking fun. And uh, and then so that was like their combined bachelor bachelorette party. That's low key like my perfect birthday. Okay, um, well I'll start welding a pirate so ship. Please do. It looks so fucking fun. Um, and then they like they take like a car, they like a hollowed out car, and then they have like horses pulling it around in the prairie, and they're like throwing stuff at them. They're trying to dodge it. Um, that was also fun, but that wasn't like the main thing. So then their wedding is like fucking standard, boring wedding. They're in like a little convention hall. And they do very religious, like, God told me to love you forever. They, like, write their own vows. And she's like, I love God so much. And I love God because he gave you to me. And they don't kiss. Paul and Pearl don't kiss uh, when they get married. But they do, like, uh, the prom hug. Did you ever have a prom hug where you're like, I don't want to kiss this dude? So you're like, ka! And you, like, turn your head as yeah. far away as you can. And you just hug their chest. I mean, I don't know. I was... People, I was getting kissed at prom, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Heavy wink. Kissed oh, with my man. pussy lips. If you <laughs> catch my drip. I was like, if this boy tries to kiss me, I'm going to cry. That was very much my prom experience. Mm. Sorry, boys. Mm. Um, you had different, different experiences. Yes. I, I don't know if you would have liked me in high school. <laughs> I bet I would have. You would have. I was still cool. I was just like wore shirts with like the collars underneath it because I wanted to look presentable at chess club. Wow. I, I do that now. I didn't even swear. I didn't swear until like I was like maybe 21. Oh, I can't relate to that part I know. At all. I was, I, I'm telling you, man, this place was calling my name. If they would have found you at an earlier date, we would have lost I'm you. I'm still sold on them so far. Oh, Even their God. weird fucking wedding. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. So far, I'm like, these people don't seem so bad, right? Okay. I mean, like they party in like a fun, they part, they, they just seem like Mormons so far. And I'm like, Mormons like don't really put me off, you know, because I've lived here my whole life. They just seem like super Mormon so far. Okay. Mormons with pirate ships. Yeah. So better than Mormons. Um, but the weird thing is, is like typically at a wedding, like you get married and then you party and then you honeymoon. Mm -hmm. But here, like there is so much put on like consummating the marriage that as soon as they are like legally married. They do get le legally married in the state of New Zealand. Like they actually file all the paperwork. So it's not just some weird pretend God marriage. Mm -hmm. um, they immediately take them off in like a horse and buggy driven by a child to consummate. And then they immediately come back. Consummate where? In the horse and buggy with they the go child? To, uh, they go to a special place, like a special place in the commune, like a special room. Like a bleeding hut. Like for fucking, yeah. And then they come back to the reception and eat, but they walk into the reception like hand in hand, like we did it. And then they eat. Could you, um, I would, I would be mortified. Also, how did they know that they actually did? I would be so fucking embarrassed. I wouldn't be. If I had a dick, it wouldn't get hard. I'd be like stressing out. I know. I would just like talk. I'd be like, let's just say we did. Yeah, man. let's just. I think that's probably what they do. We both had the emotional maturity of a grape. Like, yeah. We just, yeah. <laughs> just got to pretend. Um, but yeah. So some of the things that was like weird is because there was like a list of girls that the guys got to choose from. Like a bunch of girls in the, like, the commune would get excited because they'd be like, a proposal's gonna happen. It could be me. But they wouldn't fucking know because they had never talked to this dude ever. Mm -hmm. um, so they were always like, it could be me. And then the engagements are like usually six weeks. Um, of courting? Yeah. And then uh, sometimes they'll like double up on weddings for efficiency purposes. So like yeah, multiple people sense. could be getting married. Yeah. And then... We have a budget. We stay to it. Yeah. So that was like the weirdest thing about the weddings. And that was episode one. Okay. Between 
uh, Paul and Pearl. So the second episode is kind of about death in the commune. I'm only going to like barely touch on this because it was like less interesting. Um, my favorite part was like Pearl is immediately pregnant. They're like, you got married four months ago and now you're four months pregnant. She's like, yep. Um, and they're like, where Damn. do you see yourself in so five years? So they did years? consummate yeah. it. Yep. Damn. And then they ask Paul, where do you see yourself in five years? And he goes, oh, hopefully raptured. And that's it. It was like the, I didn't expect what? it. Yeah. They expect it's the end of the world all the time. And he's like, if not raptured, hopefully just still happily married with more children. That's it. What? I wish that those were my expectations for life. Hopefully to be happy. raptured? Yeah. Are they doomsday-y? They just think that Jesus is coming soon. But oh, they're not shit. doomsday in the sense that like, like if you ask them like, what's your hope for the future? All of them reply hopefully raptured hopefully christ has come back if not why do you um, want that i want more cows uh so their thoughts is that death is only like a the next step to get to heaven to be with christ so death in the community is like very accepted and the rapture coming just means they get to be with christ faster so that was essentially like what this entire episode was about okay um also they talk about noah's ark and they talk about how dinosaurs got on the ark. Oh, and they were wow. like, they were like, how did dinosaurs fit on the ark? And one little kid like raises his hand. And he's like, No, I didn't take the big dinosaurs. He took them as babies. And then it was like, mic, mic drop. drop. Yeah, and they're like, Yeah. yeah. And, then that was it. and then it shows him fucking literally going out after learning creationism and doing aeronautical engineering. They're wow. like, This is how a propeller works on the airplane. And I was like, The f- this is fucking wild. First of all, wow. So, um, of course, Noah took baby dinosaurs. Duh. I never put much thought into it, but it makes so much sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. Look at us, idiots. I bet you believe in the ark now. Oh, literally. Absolutely. I take the Bible super literally. I could only imagine Noah and his triceratops next to the lions and the cats. Single scripture ever written, they take literally. There is one acts like scripture that says that people should live communally one fucking scripture and that's why they live like in a communist lifestyle and i don't want to say communist like the social communism that you see in china i mean like communist in the sense that like all the money goes into a pool like mm-hmm. you don't collect paychecks there mm-hmm. like you go to work and you work a nine to five but you don't ever get money the money that you're making goes back into the commune yeah you just have food you just are taken care of as and a they community. eat food in one giant hall like the great hall in harry potter God, also gosh. dope i know i thought do, it was a i do dope. love com- communal living in a mm-hmm. way i do love excess but that's my um you know american white jumping out because yep. what i would love more than excess is stability and that would come in the form of government regimented meals right and so so far it sounds like you're pretty sold on this too because the dude could ask you to be married and you could just be like nah man and then you could just work in the kitchen for i don't need to see men i don't even need to talk to them that's right sounds kind of nice (laughs) that's what i'm saying is like i'm watching this whole thing and this documentary is like portraying everything fucking wonderful so now we're on to episode three episode two is kind of boring just because the guy um neville cooper who ran the commune like the Mm -hmm. guy who started it he was like dying and then they showed how they treated him when he died and it was actually pretty cool they they were super nice to him people stayed with him they embraced death like there it's not like scared and it's out in the open anyway whatever boring third episode talks more about women's place in the commune and like their expectations we meet a girl named dove love 
Dove love. Dove love. And I'm only going to call her Dove Love. I'm not going to call her Dove okay. or Miss Love. Okay. Um, but she basically just talks about how happy she is working like a rotating job in the laundry and in the kitchen and how she has risen through the ranks and can actually do orders for food. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, maybe hashtag <laughs> boss bitch. Yeah. So she's like, <laughs> she's 21 and they're like, oh, what happens if you don't get married? She's like, I'll just work here forever. If God doesn't want me to be married, that's fine. But if God does want me to get married, then I'm going to have lots of children. And that's, those are her aspirations. And honestly, hashtag jealous. I wish I didn't have aspirations. I wish my only aspiration was to be a baby incubator. But it is not. And I am a cursed woman. I know it. Too woke. My third eye's too open now. I wish that I could just sit back and let some old rich man impregnate me and take care of me for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't have to work a fucking day. And my too. hardest my hardest day of the week would be when I had to reschedule a nail appointment because it clashed with my fucking tanner coming over to do a you know, a golden look on me and my waxer was like, I have to reschedule till this seven. This is the true gospel. You Amen. know, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I wish it was different. I wish I had two brain cells, but yeah. I don't. Here I am. Fucking jelly, hashtag jelly of dove love. Mm-hmm. Who does get proposed to by a 17 year old um, named Watchful Steadfast. Watchful Steadfast. What are they doing? Is it just or like... Steady Stand True. I can't remember what, what it was. Steady Stand True? Yeah, so... Uh, it's like a but she gets steady proposed to and that's it. True? But I actually have a list of names from the documentary and I'm going to read them to you. And then I found... Stand sh- I stand found true. a name generator for this place and we're going to fucking do it for it's, your glory of the It's name. literally just like adjectives. Yeah. So Steady Stand True, Dove Love, Noah Hopeful, Hopeful Christian... Willing Disciple, Charity Love, Elijah Willing Peace. Disciple? What do they call you? Willing. Willing? Will? Uh, you could be Will. Faith Ben Israel. That reminds me of like a, like a Parks and Recreation name. That's like a white trash name in this cult because yeah. it's three. Faith Ben Israel. Um, Steadfast Joy, Elijah Overcomer, uh, Watchful Steadfast, and then James Canan. Super normal. James is probably a nerd. <laughs> Okay, so you were born in October. Yes. Okay, let's see. So you would be... Oh, God. Oh, you would be a dove. Oh, no. No, I don't want to be... You would be dove gratitude. That's... I'm none of those things. (laughs) I would be obedient stand true. Obedient would be your name? Yeah. We don't belong here. This is how I know we don't belong here. Okay, dove. I'm not dove... Peace, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> give me a give me a person's birthday and we'll do it. We can do Hitler's. He was born in April. Yeah, there you go. Hitler would be Abel. Like Adolf. Abel. Abel Victory. Oh, oh yikes. Oh, oh, oh. Yikes. Less, <laughs> too, less good. Too close to home with that. Um well, here's the thing. Well, if you're born in November, your first name is Frugal, so that sucks. <laughs> I so what's the truth about him? Okay, so where's the so so okay. this documentary ends with Dove Love getting proposed to and saying yes, she will marry this kid, and then she's like fucking happy. It shows women in there, and like all the women can't really have like high. They're not high on the arc, like um, in the hierarchy of like church stuff, but still like none of that's really red flags because that's how a lot of religions still are. Yeah, and I think just being around Mormons um, my whole life, I'm like none of this seems that bad. It seems like very just yeah. Mormon, mm-hmm. extreme Mormon. Yeah. Um. So I Googled it and the, everything that came up was 
the cult of sex abuse, this cult of like child abuse. And I was like, no, I wanted to go there. So Neville Cooper. Here we go. It always is, baby. It always is. All the cults come back to one fucking pasty white mayonnaise looking motherfucker trying to get his dick sucked by a child. Neville motherfucking Cooper. In 1995, he was jailed for almost a year on sexual charges. And these charges were brought forth by his son, who fled the compound before it was even Gloria Vale. This was still when it was like baby religion. Damn. And what his son alleges, and this is what his allegations did lead to his dad going to prison, was that the way that the father, his dad, Neville, um, encouraged everyone to stay together is it was like one room. There was a big bed for mom and dad and then like um, like dorm style bunk beds for the children. Mm-hmm. And the the first thing you think is like, well, what what about sex? They have like 20 children. Like he literally had 20 children. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Neville Cooper would encourage parents to have sex in front of their kids oh. because he considered it educational, right? Oh, God. And uh, I was watching an interview with him and he was just basically like, um, like, I don't think we should treat ourselves any different. Like kids see it all the time in nature. So it doesn't matter if they see it now. And they're like, but all the children are in a room with you. And he goes, you know what? If a kid happens to crawl in bed while dad is embracing mom, it happens. I was like, what? Oh. And then he goes on and he says um, to this interviewer, and this interviewer was a boss. He was like, well, most people don't think that um, a girl of the age of 12 is uh, like able to be married, but technically she is a woman if she has her period. And the reporter's like, she's a child. He goes, but if she has her period, she's a woman. And the reporter like cuts him off. She's like, no, still a child. So um, I wonder if this documentary purposely showed women in their 20s mm-hmm. agreeing to get married to this. But I didn't find very much. About, I didn't really find anything about children getting married there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that this dude mm-hmm. was saying it's okay, mm-hmm. I imagine it happens and it's just very hidden. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, so he starts this like, he almost got in a plane crash, right? And that's what started him off on this like super Christian sect. And um, he changed his name from Neville Cooper to like hopeful asshole, hopeful butt plug or something, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. A uh, hopeful disciple. We'll just say that. That's not what he called himself, but that's might as well be correct. So he hopeful butt plug had so many fucking kids that a quarter of the people at this compound are related to him. And the rest of them are, like, generational. So it's, like, mom was in it. Mom's mom was in it. Grandma, great-grandma was in it. So it's, like, all these families are staying in there. So people aren't really coming and joining. Mm -hmm. But it's keeping people in there. Oh, they're going to be some ugly motherfuckers, baby. Oh, man. These fucking beat-face-looking motherfuckers. And much different from the Amish is that they are allowed to go in the outside world. So there is one where they go shopping at the mall to like get extra stuff that they need for their carnival or whatever. But they're never allowed to like go out and experience things like the way that the Amish let Rumspringa happen. Um, If you leave, you are immediately shunned and cut off from the family. If you leave and you decide that you want to come back... You're like stripped of your social status. So if you were if you were a woman and you left and were a teacher, they'll bring you back and then your job is like cleaning dishes. Like mm. you're stripped of like the higher up jobs. And the way that they determine jobs there is um they you're picked like they assign you when you're little. And so like this one kid, Paul, was assigned to work in the meat grinding plant, and that's what he'll do forever. 
So fingers crossed if you get to be like the fucking cool airplane tech. Damn, that but what be if you're a fucking hell. idiot? Then you, well, you, you mow the grass. How <laughs> do they know? But yeah, yeah. So they teach like, <laughs> that's the thing is they're teaching complicated shit in school, but they're like also weeding out the dummies. Okay. Making them do like the simpletons. Mm, that um, makes sense. But the women don't really get, the highest job you could have as a, a woman there was just basically being a midwife. Otherwise you were a teacher um, or you worked in the kitchen and the laundry because okay. it's like a communal laundry mm-hmm. and you just get whatever you get mm-hmm. back like a prison. Um, and then that was like, so that's your run of the mill cult stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are seeing their parents have sex. It's really creepy, weird marriage stuff. And then other than this specific documentary, the most attention that the community has gotten recently was Cooper's own granddaughter, um, Lilia Tawana, held a TED Talk about her experience in the community. And she mentioned things like beatings, forced marriages, psychological control, and then like tons of gender issues. So like the women there cover their hair, but it's not like it's not like a set like a testimony to god it's because it's literally like a slave collar on their head to teach them that they're subservient to men oh and like the men just decide everything so it talked about um how these kids who are like 17 get married and all of a sudden they're the fucking head of the household and they have to tell their wife what to do and if they're like woefully unprepared they'll it's like the toxic masculinity like totally swing and then they're just a shitty husband and they do not allow divorce oh my god so they're just getting beat up in their fucking homes yeah so paul and pearl seemed really happy he seemed like a good dude but they're only going to show us the good dudes right Mm -hmm. so that finally comes full circle where like why the fuck would this like quote unquote feminist portray this place in such a good way yeah and uh I looked up her answer because they did interview her after it because a lot of people are like, this was really fucking, this shed like Gloria Vale in a really good light and it was really irresponsible of you to not go mm-hmm. in as a documentarian, just completely unbiased. And uh, she basically responded to the criticism saying, I am fascinated that women like Dove can live so happily and find deep satisfaction in their lives given the, ob- the obvious restrictions. That is not what this story is about. You may want readers to believe everyone inside is deeply unhappy because that would confirm their own worldviews. Inevitably, a few may be discontent, but many are deeply satisfied and will never leave. I stand behind my work. Isn't that wild? It is wild. Well, this is the thing, right? People can be um, woefully happy and still be oppressed and abused. Absolutely. If, if, if you don't know any better. If you're raised in abuse then you don't know any different than that is your normal. That is your happy. That's such an ignorant statement to have. Like you wouldn't be allowed to be gay. No. So like what happens if you're like super gay and then you marry your wife and you're just like, I will literally never touch you. Mm-hmm. You may be fucking content. She's has to listen to her husband though. What if she just yeah. wants to have babies? Yeah. It's that's such an ignorant standpoint to have. I just can't even fucking fathom that because if you're if you're raised thinking that like sexual abuse is okay and normal it's just like children of god like mm-hmm. when, when you're raised thinking that this over sexualization and sexual abuse and physical abuse is just a part of life then like you don't know like if you're raised in a compound by a cult 
then you don't know what is morally right from wrong or what's ethically right from wrong. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you, your compass, your true north is different. And that doesn't mean that we should like let that slide because they believe it or because they, they are happy, quote unquote. Like, you know, she's like, I, I may be happy. I love my job. I love my kids. I love my community. My husband does beat the living shit out of me, but I love my life. But yeah, but then it's also like my job as a woman is to be happy with my husband mm-hmm. regardless of what he does. Yeah. So I'm fine with it because God told me I have to be. Yeah. It's just what a fucking. Um, well, and the women there, like speaking of like the gender issues of like the women having to be just happy about shit is I did read one article where they talked about um, they were out playing soccer one day and one of the boys was kicking the ball the opposite way just to be funny. Like they, his team would get the ball and he would turn around and kick it back and all the kids were laughing. But one of the teachers got so fucking pissed. They took off his belt and just started beating the shit out of this kid. And they, they were 12 and the kid was just bawling and crying. And the girl went home and told her mom and her mom was crying because she knew she couldn't do anything about it. Because the teacher was a man. Mm. And so she couldn't be like, I don't think you should beat the children when they're having fun. Yeah. And also, speaking of which, they're not allowed to keep score on things. So it was a soccer game where you literally don't count goals. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck cares where you're kicking the ball then? just have fun. But it pissed the teacher off. Damn. And beat the shit out of him. Damn. That's Gloriaville. I had never heard of it before. Neither have I. That's wild. Man, what are we going to fucking do about Colts, dude? I don't know. They had me, man. They fucking had me in the beginning there. They had brought me in with the pirate ship and yeah. uh, the low life expectations. Yeah. Well, doesn't sound great, honestly. And then, and then they ruined it with facts. Yeah. God, Jesus, of course. You want to know what I was... Um, I picked up a book. It's a piece of Mormon literature. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to read it. It's how Mormons... Ex- explain science in the universe yeah i'll let you on it i'll that let you on like it baby fun flimmy flam oh yeah some it's some it's flim flam at its fucking finest it's top shelf flim flam i skipped through to the end where it was like um people who like children of heavenly father who follow his like truths or whatever the fuck become deities and I think that's the chapter where it talks about getting your own planet. Yeah. And then it talks about Elohim. And Elohim is the Hebrew word for like God. Um, but they reference Elohim as like a planet, I think. I don't, I literally skimmed over it off to get into it. But I was like, why does Elohim like, why am I like attaching Elohim with aliens? And then it's, um, it's, uh, I think it's a corrupted episode. So we might have to do it again. But a while ago, I looked into an alien UFO cult called the realians and they yeah let's talk about it i think they call their aliens the elohim so for next time we'll fucking go back into it so i've gotta i i'm gonna see if they're on the cults and extreme beliefs um but there's a lot of information about the realians 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 um look them up if you just kim kardashian aliens if you just look up. up fucking ufo cult you'll find them um and then that'll give me time to read more um about literally it's a it's a mormon book made by mormons to explain their scripture with the way that the universe works my sister has like a book from an ex-mormon it talks about all of their temple stuff Mm. i should borrow it from her he's just like this is why mormons have to be stopped i honestly don't really have a problem with most 
religions or religious people. It's like the people in like the, it's like the churches for profit, right? Mm-hmm. Once they start making money. It's oh like, yeah. Oh man, why can't you just go into the mountains and be fucking happy? Yeah. You, know, you gotta like hand be over rich. fist money too. Tax free, baby. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll dig into that more. But I I love you know, I'm on a cult kick right now. I you know, if you what kind what kind of cult out of all the cults, what cult would, would you most likely join? Well, I really like the idea of a UFO cult mm-hmm. because um I think you can spin that so you don't become like the people's temple like jones townie type shit like you don't there because all of them whether it's whether it's the people's temple or whether it's the branch davidians or it's heaven's gate or it's these motherfuckers Mm -hmm. what are the glory of gloryville gloria vale gloria vale i think i said gloryville literally the entire episode it's gloria vale gloria vale but i blame i blame I blame my affectations because I'm from Utah and we yeah. don't like to say all we our words. We don't pronounce things, pronounce things right. Um, it doesn't matter what fucking cult it is. Like one of the tried and true, even fucking FLDS or LDS in the beginning, let's call it a fucking Jack a Jack and Scientology even like, it's always about the one person in power getting their dick sucked however they fucking can. Right. Like that's always the fucking tried and true thing with a cult. And, you know, or... um fucking um sakahara what's what were they called um the japanese death cult Um, oh shinrikyo baby yes it doesn't matter doesn't matter what fucking cult you are it's always that one motherfucker who's got an ear to god who's trying to get his dick sucked by every single person i thought about it on the way over here and i feel like you would most likely join um shinrikyo why because they targeted through like anime and otakus <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and they were like really they were like scientifically minded not necessarily they're not weren't fundamentally religious and they wanted to just ultimately destroy i agree i get i see what you're saying i'm like i probably i mean that's not a read i was just like most likely no i most likely i would be om shinrikyo i think you most likely i don't know because sometimes i think you might lean heaven's gate because the idea of jumping on a fucking alien yeah. spaceship would be cool and they're very sci-fi they like trekky free nikes free nikes and i can't yeah. afford good shoes no but then i also remember that you're like christian leaning and i think that they would like kind of something more on the branch davidian or people's temple or i'm worried vale. gloria vale man gloria vale was like speaking my language a little yeah. bit until he realized it was a terrible place yeah they always are um i wouldn't consider myself like crazy fundamentally religious i definitely don't take the bible literally no i bet you know what i bet people's no i bet children of god would have gotten you pre all of the weird sex shit coming out because they were like yeah. the cool hip like children of god were like the rock church of cults right or even people's temple back when they were like we just want black people to go to church yeah they would have gotten me they would i would have got got and then um i tend to go too far mm-hmm. so i definitely would have been like passing Kool-Aid. the kool-aid out yeah yeah, yeah. i would have been like yeah take me they're mm-hmm. like, we're all going to kill ourselves. I'd be like, what? Really? To get on a comet? Makes most sense to me. That's Heaven's Gate, but yes. But like, you know, mix. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have been wearing the Nike and the away team suit, but also simultaneously in like the jungle. Yeah. Scared that like the Americans Guyana. were coming after me. I, um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. I think you'd, you'd, you'd fall in. Um, 
I think my perfect cult would be a UFO cult because you can spin that to not have a cult leader who wants to get their dick sucked by all means necessary. Right. And you can just kind of focus on aliens. Yes. Um, and it would be more of a, um, it would be a doomsday cult in, in the fun, like aliens, please kill us. We're horrible. We don't deserve to be here. Oh, also like the people on parks and rec. Or they just schedule the end of the world party every year. Yeah. Kind of like that would be my perfect cult. Speaking of, we we should probably try to look more into that um, Mormon branch off doomsday cult with the crazy lady, the mom, who totally for sure killed her two kids yeah. and totally for sure killed all of her husbands. Fun. I also want us to plan a day where we... Let's just do it for my birthday. Fuck it. August, clear schedule. We're driving to New Mexico we were sleeping in the desert and we were just going to record our experiences. Okay. I'm not afraid. Also, I've been watching Skinwalker Ranch for sure radiation. For sure radiation poisoning. No, it's for actual sure, Skinwalkers. For sure they're digging into some radiation patch. Don't it explain for it sure that's no. fucking radiation. No, it's, it's 100% an alien portal to no. hell and the Navajo Indians tapped into it and now they no. have Skinwalkers. You're so it's fucking blind. For man. sure radiation. So blind. I've never been more yeah. sure of anything yeah. that. Yeah, and that all the guy. aliens are fucking weather balloons. You son of a bitch. You <laughs> that, piece no, of I believe shit. aliens. You're gonna look at me and tell me I, it's right. It believe, actually probably is radiation. It like the guy's like fucking scalp separates from his skull and they're like aliens, and I'm like, or radiation poisoning. You guys are just Chernobyling yourself right now. Well, are they testing for radiation? Yes. Their Geiger counters are like that's not radiation. That's aliens. And the I'm, aliens are bringing the radiation, man. No, it's probably it. just some fucking radiation hole. I'm just like, bro, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. But like, that's the, that's the thing what I don't like about Skinwalker Ranch is because it's so convoluted. Is it ghost? Is it paranormal? Is it extraterrestrial? Right. Is it um, superstitious? Is it's it fucking like portals, man. it's supposed to be? And, it, and I guess the summary is it's all of it. And I don't think that's true. Do I think aliens exist? Yes. Do I think that for, I mean, the fucking, you know, Pentagon's officially agreed that Tom DeLong's UFO <laughs> footage know. is real. That, but, you know, I hashtag I've been new. So, like, I don't, I just think Skinwalker Ranch is convoluted. I think it's radiation. And I do think that you're in a spot where you can see UFOs. That's my, that's, um, period. Also, if I still don't have a job in August, then let's just go to Oliver's cabin, which is like nearish. Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch. And we'll yeah. just pretend. Yeah. What do you think about Cora? She just does not make noise for the she first time. She fucking doesn't make noise. Every time I put the camera in her face, silent. Microphone? Microphone. Literally. Wow. It's impressive. Well, anyway, that's that on that. Tell us how you feel about Skinwalker Ranch and cults. Also, if you have a cult that you want us to talk about, I'm falling down cults right now. I'm in the fucking sauce. I'm going to... We're going to read... There you go. We're going to talk about the realians again, the UFO cult. Um, and then I think that's the perfect segue into how Mormons explain away science. So, yeah. Hail fucking Satan. Hail alien portals. There you go.